the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. here this is your main event mark's bonus podcast i'm your first host lifelong wrestling fan former radio guy cat dad and the man who chooses dishonor over death every time i am troy and with me as always is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior he is the wwe walking wrestling encyclopedia and the caprice coleman to my ian riccoboni he's greg what's up greg you know, the fact that they don't have a full-time gig on actual TV is sad. Uh, do they not have a Ring of Honor show yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's on TV. That's what I'm saying. I'm just... Oh, gotcha. Where is it shown? I, I don't know. I want to say on... I want to say it's on... Uh, uh, AEW's website, maybe? Hmm. Wow, that's effing You could easily take sad. over Rampage and probably do better, but no... On January 18th, special episode of the Honor Club. Oh, it's, is it shown on Honor Club, maybe? What the hell's Honor Club? Their streaming service? Oh, I yeah, on, didn't on know that was a thing, but okay. Yes, yeah, they've had that forever. Um, apparently, maybe I did know, I just Tony forgot. just inherited. Yeah, that's what they stream all their pay-per-views Oh, Tony on. inherited something and then running with it. That's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on February 25th and 26th, new episodes of the relaunched Ring of Honor wrestling program were taped at Soundstage 21 in Universal Studios. Oh, my gosh. So the AKA Impact the Impact Zone. Yep. On March 2nd, the weekly s- series began to air exclusively through Honor Club. So there you go. It's on Honor Club. So you have you to have pay. You have to pay. Yeah. So, no. Not rehearsed, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You literally have to pay them to watch their weekly show. Why? You pay them for the honor of watching their weekly show. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. I yeah. see what you did. That's uh, good stuff. But uh, yeah. No. I would probably I, barely watch it on TV as it is. I'm not going to go out of my way to pay for it. Right. And for the record, I, I have heard it's a good show. People like it. But... No, I'm not I just. Well, just whenever no. I see an advertisement for it, I know it's an hour show and they got 40 matches on there. Yeah, no, thanks. Oh, you mean like dark? It's exactly like, like dark. Yeah, that's the thing that blew me away when they had dark and dark elevation was they're like, oh, we got uh, one full hour on YouTube. So in 60 minutes, we're going to book uh, 20 Everybody. matches. Yeah, 20 effing matches. Like, I'm not exaggerating. All right, the people think we are. I've been to a dark, dude. They're all like two minutes. I never watched a single episode, but I've been to one. Yeah, every match is like two minutes or so. So the one AEW show I went to, or taping, I should say, I walked in like halfway through dark. So I don't, I like, it was people that I didn't know or care about. You're halfway through dark, you already missed 20 matches, dude. I know, right? Dude, I came in halfway through dark, and there were still like five matches to go. I'm like, good God. They were all multiple, right? No, these were uh, they, these were actually like one-on-one or triple threat or whatever. But, yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't too bad as far as like a ton of people, but it's just like, and if, they're, if their excuse for that one is, oh, well, we're getting people reps in the ring or we're uh, seeing like, showcasing new talent like how can you judge someone or give someone enough time in the ring in like 
three-minute matches. That is ridiculous to ask of anyone. That's why most of that quote-unquote talent never gets signed. And then when you relegate people to dark like uh, Jay Lethal was forever, it's such a waste. I don't know. I know we went off on a rant already. I'm just saying they replaced that essentially with Collision, which you got to give them credit. That show is amazing. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know what the ratings are. Everything I've been seeing about it says it sucks, but. Well, the matches are great. That's all I care about. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about the ratings. If it stays on TV and if it's, uh, you know, if it's fun to watch, you know, that's. Better than Diamond, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Today, ladies and gents, we're going to touch on <laughs> Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor 16, way back in the year 2018. So we could drive. Yeah. I forgot, like, you think about this. This only came out, well, this was five years, right? Yeah, five years ago. Like, man, it's, I realize five years doesn't seem like a lot to me, but it's like a damn lifetime just about. Look at where. So today, so today you can calendar. Okay. Yeah, right. Think about all the stuff like we're going to get into the news, obviously, and talk about where some things are in the wrestling business. But it's just it's nuts. And like you said, evidenced by who the hell's on this show. It's 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 crazy to look at that and then look at 2023, five years later and be like, like major changes, man. But and like I said, AEW wasn't even a thing. And they're coming up on. Uh, three years of Dynamite, right? I think it's four in October. Okay. Yeah, I know, tw- yeah, 2019, they had their very first, yeah, that's right, because 2019, their very first show as AEW, I believe, was Double or Nothing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then they had then some other all, shows after. All out, right? And then Dynamite started, right? Well, they had... They had uh, Fight for the Fallen and Fighter Fest that year, and then they had, um, yeah, All Out, and then yeah, there was yeah, a Jericho Cruise show too, right? Did that come before Dynamite or after? Oh, well, they've I had one. Are. They've had one recently too. I think it might have came before it though too. Okay. And then Dynamite launched in October. I want to say. I want to say it was October. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the date everything launches. Yeah. That's yeah, when so Impact that, debuted on Spike. Raw went back to USA and to Spike in that month, too. Nitro actually launched in, was it September, I want to say? Yeah, they were the weird yeah. ones. Right. But, yeah, so it was a it was a crazy time in 2019. So just, like, literally a year after this, the entire wrestling world was completely different. Yeah, 2019 was crazy. 2020 was pretty tame, though, right? Oh, yeah, 20, 2020, <laughs> nothing... <laughs> note happened it was a pretty boring year oh <laughs> uh, you hit the nail on the head with it being boring i mean you're not yeah. wrong but uh, <laughs> remember when i wrestled in front of a bunch of tvs <laughs> or in front of the somebody library posted a, some random people somebody posted a video on twitter of when roman reigns like first was like going was like quote unquote going heel you know and it was in, I think it was SummerSlam 2020. It was, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, this video is is awesome until you realize he's doing this in front of a like a wall of TVs and they're playing fake crowd noise over the speakers. 
I, I that like because I was into it, and then I like look behind his shoulder, and I'm like, oh god. It was funny a couple of weeks back on Raw. They they were showing some old Edge stuff, and he decided to show some stuff from the Thunderdome. Like I thought we were going to forget about this and never show it again, no matter what happened. But yeah, uh, today we're talking about uh, Ring of Honor in 2018, the good old days, uh, and well, I guess good old days. I don't know. Ring of Honor had a lot of ups and downs. This was uh, an interesting time. We'll kind of talk about... <sighs> Dude, that last thing that happened on this show. I'm going to set that up as a teaser. Yeah. For anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, yeah. That's the main event program, man. Think about it. I'd rather not think about it. Yeah, man. I. Uh, well, well, you know how to get to his house, Greg. Hell yeah. You go down an alley and up a little hill. And then you'll see two houses. One of them has a bush in front of it. That's his house. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, but either way, uh, we're going to be talking about all of that here today. And uh, first, we'd like to thank the sponsors of the podcast for sticking with us. Today's episode is sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day at the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Muller Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a subtle and sleek looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MullerBros.com for 15% off. Spring and summer are just around the corner, so you know when you're out golfing and the sun's beating down and you just want to take your shirt off because of the heat? Well, these polos almost feel like you aren't wearing one at all. That's great for beating the heat, because I don't know about you, but even here in the Midwest, our summers get blazing hot. So you don't want to give up your golfing time because it's just a little too warm outside. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Muller Bros. Get 15% off at MullerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at M-A-H-L-E-R-Bros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros golf, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. And now we're going to get into our first break. On the other end of this, we do actually have a decent amount of news and notes. The top story, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was shocked about how much this was talked about in the news. But whatever, we'll get into it. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.com. 
Marks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. If you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politic free, you probably want the same out of your products. Are you ready to ditch the gimmick coffee? Coffee Brand Coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. Click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. Uh, you got a can crack today? I do not have a can crack, but let me see if this comes across on the mic. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't it. Hold on. <laughs> that ow oh there you go what you drinking today ice coffee uh any uh particular brand that it's starbucks oh okay yeah they're, they're pretty good for uh those ones in the bottle coffees. yeah you have any of your facts ready to go because if not i got them see i think i got one here number one song trick in my feelings one. Oh God, yeah. I I think we I don't talked think I've about ever that heard Drake's song, so I wouldn't even know what the hell he sounds like. But. Wheelchair Jimmy, man, come on. <laughs> and then I don't even know what the hell this movie is. It's called Night School. That's the number one movie. Really? Uh, uh, that's that not is. what I'm getting. Let's see, movies in theaters the weekend of September 28th, 2018. Black Klansman, Eighth Grade, Mission Impossible, Fallout, Stars Born, and Won't You Be My Neighbor? Huh. Oh, I, okay, I see. Yeah, daily box office charts. I see that. Okay, Night School and Smallfoot. I don't know what the hell any of these movies are, except for Watch Be My Neighbor. Smallfoot was... I never watched it, but I think it was like a bunch of yetes! And I think uh, LeBron James voiced one of them. So, yeah. Oh, uh, I thought it was going to be some uh, Native American movie or something. Yeah. Uh, the third... I mean, number three that weekend was The House with a Clock in the Walls. That one's actually pretty good. It's Jack Black um, and K. 
Kate Blanchett. Good stuff. Um, I actually, I actually like that one. Uh, it's kind of like a young adult type story, though. So, like, you know, it's family friendly and all that good stuff. But either way, all like right, adult well, movies. I didn't say that. Good God, you like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, either way, let's uh, let's get into the news and notes. That is correct. <laughs> Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> we do have some stuff from Uncle Dave. I wonder if the today, FCC so. said that, or uh, Microsoft said about the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> yep, every time, man. Yeah, that's how I would open as a lawyer. I would just pull the the my cousin Vinny. I'd ask, it's like, is this dead on bulls accurate? Anyway, this is the story. I've got like three parts to this. I was like, wow, this was just like talked about and talked about in the news. Like, I remember it happening. I'm like, okay. And you are Uh, setting this one up big time. I like this. Yeah, it's just not. I I didn't think it was that big of it. I mean, it's it's bad. It's just like not a huge deal, in my opinion. But during a recent episode of Monday Night Raw, Brie Bella appeared to knock Liv Morgan out with two kicks straight to straight to her face. Or, you know... In the face! In the face! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. And uh, it was during a six-woman tag team match. Because, you know, everybody wrestled in six-woman tag matches back then. Not long after... Almost like they didn't have talent or something. You needed to hide it. Yeah, right. I'm not saying that's what it is. That's what they tell me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, with the Bellas, I can understand it. I I don't know. They have a big following. Like, people are acting like... They act like, oh, the, the Bellas get left behind when they talk about great, you know, wrestling talent, whatever. And it's like, yeah, because they sucked. Oh, no, they had talent. Well, yeah. what do you mean wrestling? Oh, yeah, I said wrestling talent. So, oh, like, no, gotcha. like, no, they, they're uh, definitely talented. Everybody acted like, oh, well, Nikki was great. She brought about the women's revelation. Shut the F up. Like, she was there. All right. She she's was literally back. the opponents for the, she's literally the opponents for the girls who did bring up, bring that up in. So. Right. It was as she looked good, but she was horrible on the mic. She was not great in the ring. I don't, I don't want to say she sucked in the ring, but she wasn't great in the ring. Better than her sister. Yeah, I couldn't believe how bad Bree sucked. Well, and this is proof positive that she freaking sucked right here. Not live out with multiple kicks to the face. And then just what AJ Lee her. said that talent's not sexually transmitted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, proof positive right there. But uh, apparently Brie Bella took to Twitter and said, quote, every match on Raw is an opportunity for us to entertain our fans. Our intention as WWE superstars is to win the match. Never injure our opponents. Think about or thinking about at you only live once tonight. And uh, end quote. OK. Yeah. Well, quite the mealy mouth tweet. <laughs> like, like, look, you didn't offend me. I don't care. Like. It's like, I don't need an apology from Brie Bella on Twitter because she hurt somebody that I don't know. But it's like, why say anything? It's such, like, you could have wrote that tweet on ChatGPT. She is all the way lit. Good Lord. <laughs> well, continuing on with another facet of this, the entire middle of the Bella Twins and Natalia versus Riot Squad match from a recent Raw, quote, had to be changed on the fly. 
after Brie Bella's kick hit Liv Morgan in the face, per Fightful.com sources. Not surprisingly, PW Insider reports Morgan was being evaluated for a concussion after she was taken backstage during the match. Well, I mean, it doesn't exactly take a rocket scientist. Oh, one of the people in the match was injured and had to leave mid-match. Yeah, they probably had to change some stuff on the fly. Uh, duh. Go see SummerSlam 2000 now in the archives. Right. And that, not that it was going swimmingly before anything, but that DX versus oh, Brothers of Destruction, that DX versus Brothers of Destruction match at, uh, uh, was it Super Showdown or whatever the F in Saudi Arabia? Like, that match sucked, obviously. But Triple H got very hurt kind of early on in the match. And they said they had to kind of work around that. Sean had to do more than he was originally planning on. So Yeah, the 100-year-old Sean, by the way. <laughs> a bald, old-looking, googly-eyed Shawn Michaels coming out there with a gray beard. Been out of the ring for heaven knows how long. I guess long. the bald, googly-eyed red machine and <laughs> the Undertaker. Yeah, you got you got the guys who wrestle like once a year going out there in the sweltering heat. They're uh, you know they're they're pushing the age where they're about to be grandfathers, and yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's going great. Good stuff, pal. By the way, I never saw this before. Somebody had uh, shared a like a little clip from I think it was the most recent Hall of Fame. Maybe Triple H, Triple H and Stephanie's daughter looks like a spitting image of Stephanie. I was like, damn, spot on. <laughs> did did you see that? I didn't. Yeah, I was like, she's got the the eyes, the hair, the facial strength, like everything looks just like a young Stephanie. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and Triple H's DNA just said, I'll take the day off. What if she, what if she got my nose? Oh God! Yeah, look, we can tell that we could tell if your kid had your nose because we'd be able to see it from space. All right, Hunter. <laughs> I kid, I kid. It was if anybody watched the the uh, the Attitude Era, <laughs> that was a thing. I noticed people stopped bringing that up after a while. Like after he switched to the game, nobody ever mentioned his damn nose ever again. Yeah, it's almost like he has some kind of control. Yeah. Right. So, I like how that like that's like must have been like a serious sore spot for him because it's like as soon as he had any sort of pull in the company even a little bit he's like all right here Vince can you tell people to quit bringing up my damn nose <laughs> <laughs> please for the love of God no more nose jokes I can't take it but uh, uh, for the final aspect of the story here Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot quote looked to be unhappy backstage after the match where Liv Morgan was injured by Brie Bella's kicks, according to Fightful. The site also says that Brie repeatedly apologized to Morgan, and there doesn't appear to be an issue between them. Well, hey, hey, shit happens, man. Get over it. Yeah, right. And it's like it may have been a stupid move from Brie, but I mean, is this the first time or the last time? We would be like, hey, oh, the all-time people. Okay, get over it. Yeah, right. And it's not like she's seriously injured. Yeah, it was a, it was a concussion, or a, I don't even know. She got concussed. Like she got hurt. It wasn't good. But you know what? Crap happens. Like you said, crap happens. You move on. It's not like she broke something or anything like that. Uh, keeping with women's wrestling, PW Insider is reporting that Mia Yim's signing is a done deal and that she'll officially start with the WWE on September 16th. I call her Mia Yum. Good Lord. Oh, what is it she goes by now? Meechin? 
I think so, but then they still call me a yim, so I don't freaking know. Yeah, it's like it, Meechin is like I, I can see that being like a nickname. I thought it was weird when they acted like oh, that's her name on up, up, down, down. I think that's where it came from. Right. I think it's didn't they say it's Korean for crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh crap! What was her name in that awful faction where she wore a mask? Oh, um, reckoning. Yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. You see that that pig warming figure in the video we just uploaded? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Can. Right. Subscribe. Exactly. <sighs> but anyway, so AJ Lee responding to a tweet about a match of hers in WWE got some talk going, but. Uncle Dave said that there is still nothing to the idea of her working evolution, at least as of recently. Yeah, he'd be right about that one. You know how everyone's always saying, like, uh, Sasha stands? Yeah. That applies to AJ Lee as well. Dude, there are people that just think that she's the greatest woman ever. I know. It's like she was good, but gosh, it's I don't know, man. It's it, it, it gets annoying after a while. And uh, somebody shared pictures like uh, she's been working out like differently, I guess, and getting in even better shape. And somebody oh, yeah, shared. Yeah, she looks like uh, she grew up a mountain in half now. Right. And I don't think it's like a drastic change, but she did put on some muscle. And people were like trying to make a big deal out of it. Oh, God. I wonder if she's abusing like steroids or something it's like, yeah, because she looks like Jordan Grace or something like good God. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't think if she is, she's not using it correctly. I'll say that. Right. By the way, to any of you out there, before anybody says anything, I'm not insinuating that Jordan Grace uses steroids. I'm just saying that she's like huge and she's buff. Huge. Huge. Big Lee. But AJ Lee is obviously nowhere near that size. Well, sorry for her husband. She probably whoop his little ass. Uh, CM Punk, while she's getting in better shape... No, CM I'm Punk talking about like, Jordan Grace. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. no, Him, too. Dude, she could powerbomb the crap out of him, and he's in fantastic shape, too. But he's, he's a small he's, little dude, uh, He's a little feller. Should not have done that here. He's just a little feller. What the hell? <laughs> uh, but uh, I say that as a... <laughs> I say that as a fellow little feller, so you know, I, I, I can get away with it. We like butters on this show. Exactly. But the uh, the thing with AJ, though, it's like she's getting in phenomenal shape. Not that she's ever been in bad shape. While it looks like CM Punk's just like giving up on on the weight room completely. Oh, he like, goes to uh, Mindy's Bakery a lot. Yeah, right. Who is it talking about? Oh, I saw when he's just like shoving his face full of Twinkies. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's donuts. OK, damn it. Oh, it was uh, Rob Van Dam was talking about that because uh, somebody was talking about him or interviewing him recently. He's like, uh, yeah, if, if somebody's got to talk about stuff in their face with uh, sweets and stuff that he'd be the one. Yeah, right. Oh, I wonder why, by the way. Hmm. It, only after almost like, yeah, almost like he had a craving for it or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it, it's it's only north of, you know, 420, 430, somewhere in that that time frame. OK, like after that, he gets really hungry. Not saying why. But we don't know. <laughs> OK, but. But yeah, he was talking about. He's like, uh, "Oh yeah, CM Punk. I saw that that uh, that uh, uh, press conference he did where he's like stuffing his face full of Twinkies and stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, holy crap!" But either way, moving on. 
Alexa Bliss is apparently experiencing numbness in her arm, and that's why she was pulled from Mixed Match, mixed match Challenge, according to the Wrestling Observer. Oh, that, that catastrophe. <sighs> no! Like, how, how can you pull her from Mixed Match Challenge? Why? Dude, dude, it's like every year something's wrong with her. Yeah, right. Dude, that mix, Mixed Match Challenge was like snake bit. It was like the first year, I think only one team maybe have got replaced second time they tried it i feel like there was only maybe one team that wasn't shifted around for one reason or another using oscar yeah every other team there was replacements like okay but either way recently she gained like 40 pounds like wow dude oh really (laughs) well she's pregnant oh well i i was gonna say it's like well she's pregnant (laughs) that's a joke it went over my head never mind but either way, uh, she is able to do some stuff, so she won't miss television. But that's why she can't wrestle in full right now. Well, Uncle well, Dave always says they have nothing for her. Well, exactly. Yeah, they they have nothing for her except a baby. Well, Ryan Cabrera has something for her, if you know what I mean. But diggity, is that vulgar? Is that too is that too vulgar? I don't know. But I don't think it's vulgar. I just think it's uh, God uh, dang it, pal! It's towing cracks. the line of. Uh, Telling the line of uh, immature. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say immoral, but I don't think he's anything really immoral, but who cares? Someone will get offended by it. Just move on. Yeah, right. Let's see. I can't remember who was talking about that where they said Vince would like get a wild hair up his ass every now and then be like, God dang it, pal. That's just crass. He's like, <laughs> really? Like, I, I hear the crap that comes out of your mouth daily, but no, that's crass. Okay. But speaking of crass, a tweet featuring Hulk Hogan from Turkey. Oh, Al- this ain't going to go well. <laughs> from Turkey Al Sheik, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know. But he's the chairman Wait, of the. Sorry, is that a country or a person? A person. He's the chairman of the General Sports Authority in Saudi Arabia. As many believing. I would have said the, Turkey. Okay. Right. As many believing that the reinstated Hall of Famer will appear at Crown Jewel in some capacity. Yeah. Well, first first time for me to cue this up. That is correct. <laughs> I remember when that was the time where everybody was like uh, throwing a fit about them going to Saudi Arabia because that journalist was just murdered over there. And Why so they even get the crap about it. Yeah, Tyson Fury has fights over there and he doesn't get any crap about it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, my thing, like I laughed because they're like, well, we're still going to go. It's like, OK, they're like, but hey, we'll make it better. We won't actually say the name of the country. All right. We'll just keep referring to it as the crown jewel. Like that. That's it. And now in 2023, they full on say the name, the city, the venue. They've got videos. They call it the kingdom. Right. Not to be confused with what we're about to review here. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, they've got videos of uh, Sami Zayn going over there to like, uh, uh, like a uh, special like Muslim temple and whatever. So yeah, uh, they, they do, they do it big now. And I was like, eh, whatever it all blew over. So look, I'm just going to say like, I don't want to get into the weeds on this or whatever. Cause everybody's going to be, you know, going to have an opinion on it, but it's like out of all the countries in that region that you could do a big show at <laughs> Saudi Arabia might be the lesser of the evils. It's so, not, right? uh, North Korea, it's not Russia or China. Well, China. I'm, just, I'm I'm even talking about just in that area alone. Yeah, it's no, like right. it's like it's, it's not like there are far worse countries to be fair though. 
right. Like we've done shows in Iran or excuse me, in Iraq. Uh, we it's That's not like we're thing though. Right, that was for the troops. I get that. That was like a USO type thing, but it's I'm not like we sure everyone was safe there. <laughs> right. It's not like we're having, you know, the uh, uh, the chic whatever the hell over in Iran. Sheikh uh, Abdul Bashir. Yeah, that's it. No, wrong show. Good lord. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not like we're having, you know, whoever the, the people are, the sheiks that run Iran. It's not like we're having it, or the Ayatollah, whatever. It's not, like we're, it's not like he's setting a ring up in the middle of the desert over there and, you know, like, I don't know. My like point that is, scene in Creed 2? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, it's like, my point is... It could be worse, all right? Out of, out of all the countries over there, it's probably one of the lesser of the evils, all right? So, women can drive. <laughs> that's that's. They just that can't show any skin. And I, I don't mean that in a fair way. I mean, you literally can't see their arm or anything. No, yeah. I, and look, I don't, know, I don't know all their laws, and I realize I'm setting a bar kind of low for certain things, but in that part of the world, they clear that bar pretty high, all right? Just saying. And it sounds like I'm defending everything but it's like i really i don't care it's it doesn't bother me one way or another either way attendance at this tuesday's smackdown wasn't great uh there were man that's gonna change there were said to be a lot of empty seats on the hard camera side of the pepsi center but wwe officials are reportedly not concerned yeah because they're gonna sell to fox and all this is gonna change or well not sell to fox but they're gonna get the show to be on Fox. Very As, well. When does this air in September? Oh, we may have a, by the time this airs, we may have a new uh, network for SmackDown. We don't know. Are they, when did they go on Fox? Are they I on think Fox I, now? I, they are on Fox now, but I think they're okay. doing a broadcasting deal thing right now. Okay. So, okay. I stand corrected. So they wouldn't go on Fox and it would change, but either way, I think, I think they're doing well now. I don't know the damn attendance numbers. I don't follow that crap because I'm not that big of a damn nerd. Uh, well, actually, I ha- I need to fill my newsletter with 10,000 plus words. But and the janitor told me. <laughs> right. That's I my remember- favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I went to SmackDown years ago. I kind of stopped going to SmackDown shows after a while. But uh, when I went like in Dayton, yeah, Dayton, it was less than 50% full. Like soft camera, excuse me, soft camera side uh, with uh, where the camera is, all empty. It was it was bad, and I thought it was funny because obviously everybody faces the camera to cut their promos, so they had their back to the actual people and looking into the void of nothing. The old hangman page went to the wrong one, huh? Yeah. Uh, the Undertaker is almost certainly working WWE Survivor Series. PW Insider points out that he's been announced for an autograph signing in the same city the night before. I don't think he was uh, at Survivor Series. I was at, I was at this one, so I think he was there. Yeah. This is the one in LA, right? Or was this the one we went to in Chicago? I always get those confused. I want to say this is Chicago, but I could be wrong. It wasn't there either. No, Staples so. Center. It was in LA. Okay. Hey, he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the main event was Brock and Daniel Bryan. I forgot about that awesome match. Ronda Rousey, the brand new heel, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, right. Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali, which was better than you would think. Yeah, running down this whole show, man. Yep. Buddy is great. We've seen seen this. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was uh, 
He's had one of the better matches in the history of Collision, if you ask me, with Andrade. I know it's only a yeah. month old show as of this recording, but it was amazing. Well, Mustafa Ali isn't isn't like a bad wrestler. It's just nobody gives a damn about him. He's not. Well, they special. relegated him back to NXT to try to get a and learn a new hold. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did they already? Oh well, no. I guess it wasn't in NXT. I, I got I get confused because again, this is during the the uh, Thunderdome and PC era, but. And that faction of his debuted. That went over like a fart in church. Uh, retribution. Yeah. Oh, no, the, oh, hey, they're not Antifa or anything. Why, why would you think that? Even though Antifa was heavily in the news and they look just like them and they come in, start a riot and start destroying stuff. Why would you think that? You're stupid. Because they're good people, too. Yeah. And they all have like dumb nicknames and weird masks and everything as if we don't know who these people are. Anyway, I think you got a soundbite for that. Who are all these fucking people? <laughs> yep. Uh, PW, PW Insider says that there was talk of Brock Lesnar appearing on a recent Raw, but obviously that didn't happen. There's no word on when he'll show up next as of right now. Uh, I'll take I'll take whenever the hell he wants for 500. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he I mean, he was in the main event of Survivor Series. I don't know when he showed up. The fact that he was taking on Daniel Bryan, that must mean he showed up on SmackDown. Uh, well, it was the, uh, it was this one all the champions fought each other, so. Yeah. I wish yeah, they would bring that back. I mean, it was, it was okay. But after a while, I was like, I don't know. I, I, I liked it, but at the same time, I was like, well, there's not really any stakes. Like, none, I guess it kind of gives you a, a month off where you don't have to have somebody win a title or retain a title. I don't well, know. They brought back war games. That would be significant. War games. Are, what yeah, is did they do that? They did that last year, right? And then, or two years what? ago. War, what, games. war games. Yeah. That was last, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I figured that fits, but I think it would be cool just because it's, you know, WWE tradition, obviously, to have the Survivor Series elimination matches. I feel like War Games could fit on the same show with the, like, have one or two Survivor Series matches and then have a War Games match to end it. Or you can give War Games back to NXT. That too. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter notes that Big Show is now an ambassador role for for the WWE. They don't appear, or there doesn't appear to be any plans to use him on television anytime soon. Oh. Yeah, that would track. Yeah, I don't know if and when. I know he makes sporadic appearances here and there on WWE TV, but I don't know when. It's still more appearances he made on AEW TV, I'll tell you that. I haven't seen talk, him in, like, forever. I want to talk about a guy who's robbing Tony Khan every time he cashes <laughs> right. a check, man. <laughs> Same thing with Mark Henry. Oh, good lord. Well, Mark at least has his one line for Friday. Yeah, right. Because, you know, that's worth it. That's worth the paycheck. Also, I because, know. you know, Mark Henry's always been, like, you know, the known hype man for anything. So, yeah. yeah. Like, I think he would be a decent sports analyst, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like, get him the hell out of there. Like, yeah, what? for the Olympics, maybe. It's like, what the hell is he adding to the show? Other than that one stupid one, line. One, that- nothing. And two, 
what show? He's on like the least watched show in all of wrestling. So that's my that's my thing. Like he's on he's on Rampage, just nobody gives a damn about. He's not adding anything except that one stupid line once a show, and that segment is pretty corny. Like he's not mean Gene Okerlund by any means. So nobody would give a damn if he's not there. And to your point, nobody's watching anyway, so who the hell would know? I'm pretty sure he uses uh uh, there's some like, grammar issues in there. It looks like there's been enough talk. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay. Well, now, uh, get Mean Gene in there. It looks like there's been enough talk. Uh, time for the main event. Now, uh, now send her down to old Howard Finkel. Then he'd look over at a, at a beautiful woman and say something pervy. Hey there, you want a key to my hotel later tonight? You interested in a mustache ride? Anyway. Good lord. <laughs> and then she's upset yeah. when she finds out it's Gene, not Rick Rude. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can gyrate my hips if you'd like, honey. But Twitter user at BeltFanDan, who, by the way, is still active on Twitter, reports WWE did commission designs for Cruiserweight tag titles, but they've been completely scrapped because of how 205 Live is doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the point of the show where we thank God. <laughs> yeah, they had one title for 205. Thank you, Kenny Omega. Like, wow. Like, AEW has a lot of shows, but good God. I remember when WWE had a show damn near every night of the week. They had Raw, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, Superstars, Main Event, 205 Live. There for a while, they had Saturday Morning Slam. Like, good grief. Don't get me wrong. I know some of these were not on at the same time, like, uh, in WWE history, but I don't even think I I never watched a single episode of Saturday Morning Slam. I know that. I uh, you want me to be totally honest with you? The only reason I know what a, the ring looked like is because I downloaded it on t- one of the old two K games. <laughs> yeah, I saw clips before, <laughs> and and that was because they were pointing out they're like, well, they can use zero weapons, and you can't hit each other in the head. So if if uh, I think Randy Orton finished the match with a, a submission because they didn't even want him hitting the RKO. Like, wow. That was uh, really weird. Can you imagine in the 80s telling Hogan not to use a leg drop? And then he <laughs> strokes his Fu Manchu. He's like, hmm, it's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> like, uh, well, how about this, brother? I'm going to knock him out of the ring and he gets counted out. Like, oh, no, that's kind of a lame finish. It's like, oh, I win, right? It's not a lame finish. Over, anyway. Uh, well, they thought it would. <laughs> Uh, Uncle Dave mentioned on Wrestling Observer Radio that he asked about he asked about Sasha Banks. and was told that she's out due to a medical issue. WWE are being secretive about what it is, which could lead to further issues with speculation on what's going on. Why? Why do we need to know? Yeah. Well, that's that's my thing. Like, uh, well, why is she out? Oh, she's got a medical issue. Well, what medical issue? Uh, We don't need to tell you that. Like, well, we're going to speculate. Like, this is America. That's, okay. that's private information here. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I like how the, it's, it's, that's almost like a threat. Well, if they don't tell us, we're just going to speculate about it. It's like, okay, you dick. Like, go for it. Just point out all your uh, faults in one tweet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's kind of a, uh, not kind of, it is an a-hole move. It's like, why do you know? I like, obviously, you kind of want to know, especially if you're a fan or whatever, but. They said she's out due to medical reasons. She's not dying. Move the F on. You know, when you hear that about a woman, yeah, I'm actually going to pregnancy, but. 
this wasn't even during the era where that was happening a lot, but I feel like in the last like three years, that's cropped up a lot. It was like Becky, uh, I'm blanking on her name now, the military blonde. Oh, Lacey. Um, yeah, Lacey. What? I keep wanting to say Von Eric. Lacey Evans. Yeah. Uh, Lacey Evans. Uh, most recently, obviously, Alexa Bliss. Am I missing someone? I, oh, Rhonda was out for, I think, longer for her baby. I don't know. But if I remember correctly, that was planned. Yeah, I guess they'd been trying for a while and it finally happened, but she was also out for well, like... because her punk-ass husband shoots blanks, probably. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> no love loss on this show for uh, Brown, Travis Brown. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, he's... uh. Look, he, he's he's not a good guy. Allegedly! I'll just throw that out there. It's not a good but, fighter either. Yeah, uh, hence why he is not fighting anymore. Closing in on a year since Neville walked away from the WWE, on the day of Raw, a new report suggested the 32-year-old cruiserweight is no longer returning to active competition. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Uncle Dave reports the former WWE Cruiserweight Champion is in a holding pattern as far as his pro wrestling career goes. The latest rumors about Neville pointed to him telling promoters that he could still not be booked to work yet. In late August and during the week of All In, reports suggested that Neville was no longer under contract to WWE and he was now free to wrestle anywhere he wanted to. Yeah, I think he would debut at that show. Uh, he's not at all in, because uh, that already happened. So, all in. Okay. Yeah. I can't really, He did crop up in AEW, obviously. Uh, As of this recording, when, he recently just came back, just last night. <laughs> for what, the third or fourth time? <laughs> like, I, don't have, I don't know the number on it, but... He takes hiatuses all the time for various... And I don't think it's all for injury. I think it's just, uh, oh, we don't have anything for you. Go home. Like, in that case, that's appropriate. <sighs> But either well, of way, course they brought him back now. Just dawned on me. They're going to that Wembley show. Yeah, right. Uh, it's, it's like uh, whenever June rolls around quick. Uh, who's who's on the roster that's part of the, the LGBTQ community? <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that episode of NXT in mid-June when they just threw. Uh, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, the big Jake dude, Atlas. Yeah. And. Uh, oh, yeah. That Mercedes Martinez. He just threw them all on the team together all of a sudden. I forgot about oh, that well, Coincidental. Wonder why. Yeah, right. Uh, hmm. Yeah, dusted them off. That's kind of like they don't do this so much. I don't think, at least not that I've noticed. But in like February, it's like look at all the black people we have. <sighs> at least they're not that freaking shameless. But yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sure Tony Khan was sitting there like going through his Rolodex, like crap. Who do we have signed to the roster that's actually British? <laughs> Uh, let's but, see. Everybody in the Blackpool Combat Club, none of them are British, so... Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I like how that name still survives. Meanwhile, William Regal is gonzo. Well, I mean, it looks like Nev- or Pac is with them. I don't know if he's with them. He's definitely with them in the Blood and Guts match, so... I guess oh, that's yeah. the closest thing now. Hey, we got a Brit. <laughs> and he was born... You know, within the, you know, it's within the same country as Blackpool, so yeah, that right. works. Yeah, England is about the size of like Ohio, so 
you know, it's close enough. But this, this is kind of funny. Former WCW champion David Arquette, who is currently reinventing himself on the independent scene while working oh on a documentary, God. will be wrestling it, on Reinventing himself. That means he was something before, huh? Yeah. Well, you, you got to get back to your glory days when you were in C-Spot Run and Eight-Legged Freaks. Come on, man. But he will be wrestling at <sighs> an upcoming Border City Wrestling show that Impact is taping for a one-night-only pay-per-view. Oh, well, thank God. AMW turned heel and helped Jarrett win the title from Raven, right? Uh, maybe? Jeez, how old is that place? I don't know. But it's funny. It's like, oh, well, thank God. And, like, the title of the story was, like, David Arquetti <laughs> makes his <laughs> uh, makes his Impact Wrestling debut. Thank God. Now they're going to get some eyeballs. Yeah, right. That that's that's gonna put the asses in the seats, man. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> uh, last story I have: asses from in the, the seats in arenas and theaters. Exactly. Uh, last oh, story okay. I have from uh, from the states before we go international. So this is this sucks. I don't like this guy, but this sucks. Word went around. The that uh, Joey Janela was injured at a GCW show in New Jersey. Oh, oh, someone, someone getting severely injured at GCW. Jelly, yeah, right. The the guy who looks like a pop can of biscuit dough. Looks like a bad cosplay of Jimmy Jam Garvin. Right. Who looks like uh, Marco Stunt is him if you left him in the dryer too long. <laughs> but fans Stunty were. Earth. Fans were hoping for the best for him, but Joey Janela took to Twitter to share his test results, and he apparently messed up his knee real bad. I don't think I ever want to see any test results from Joey Janela ever. Wow. Uh, But he later stated, quote, I just came down wrong, bad, on my left leg. Badly contorted my left knee. It bent into a position that a human's leg should never be bent in. Uh, but I got an, the MRI results back today, and it's it's something. It's a long list of things. I completely tore and destroyed my PCL. I completely tore and destroyed my MCL. There's an impaction fracture. Uh, impaction? I didn't know that was a word. But uh, fracture in one of the bones in my knee, and I don't know how to pronounce, or that I don't know how to pronounce, end quote. He also said, quote, I have a mild bone contusion in my other, uh, the other bone in my knee, a sprain of the fibular collateral ligament. I think I got that right. A partial tear of another ligament, uh, paddle for whatever ligament. Uh, I have an ACL sprain, a small knee infusion. It's about eight things. I'm going to need surgery, it seems like, end quote. Oh, it Good seems. God. Yeah. Look, I, I came down wrong on my knee, which sounds like, geez, all this happened because you came down wrong on it. Uh, and you effing just everything he named just sounds like, dude, throw it out and get a new one, man. Like, could you just <laughs> just just cut it off. Just cut it off at this point. It's done. But like that scene in Ghostbusters when they get Ecto one. Well, what's wrong with it? Oh, it just needs a new engine, new battery, new transmission, new brakes, all this stuff. It's still good, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> you fit so many dead bodies in this thing, and you smash the back of it. <laughs> but man, he, like he just literally described a destroyed leg 
And he's like, ah, it looks like I'm going to need surgery. Uh, you if, you think? List, if you give that list to somebody, you're going to think he's named out like 10 different wrestlers injuries. Yeah, right. Well, you know, if there's one thing I can say about Joey Janela, man. Never drew a dime. So that I'm confident Because we in. know he got better because he was in AEW for a while after this, so. Yeah. Well. When I say better, I mean health-wise. Yeah, right. We're not talking about in the I, wanna, I need to clarify that. Well, good thing is is uh, his girlfriend uh, there chewed her foot out of that bear trap and <laughs> got free. Look, man, she ain't got a proper British man. Yeah, right. Who actually like I could see that one. Like I get that one. Like they don't look like a completely lopsided couple. With Joey Janela, I'm like, man, he is he packing in his sock, man. <laughs> like, like, well, Jim Cornette said she was mercy. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> like, was it a make-a-wish? Good lord. I hate to sit here and drag on the guy, but seriously, it's like, you know, I, I joke that, well, it's not really a joke, but I always say it's like, ah, I'll kick my coverage, but it's like, dude, this guy, like, the, who's your former kicker there, J- uh, Janikowski? Yeah. Like, fr- freaking Janikowski would have been impressed with this guy, man. Like, that's a hell of out-kicking your coverage. But anyway, uh, getting <laughs> getting to this now. Uh, let's go was to Japan. Be- all this was, was all this before or after he put his foot on fire and super kick guy couldn't put it out. Oh, for God's sake! I forgot about that. Uh, I think it was before. So that. so that happened after. So like he still just stupid stuff with his legs. Yeah, you well, think he'd he be also- a little more cautious? Nope. Well, he also had that social distancing match in 2020. That was that was oh, yeah. brilliant. I think that made Kenny Omega and the man. Sex Doll look like a classic. Dude, I was, Jim Cornette can sit there and talk about, well, he wrestled a, a blow-up doll, whatever. It's like, yeah, you know what? It was stupid, obviously, but it was in a company that nobody freaking watches except for weirdos in Japan. And I'm not talking about Japanese people being weirdo. I'm saying like weirdos who happen to live in Japan watch DDT. But it was there. Nobody freaking watches that crap. And I will say he was an originator, man, because since then I've seen a ton of people wrestling blow up dolls. Did you see the, the viral video of that guy wrestling the tent? Yes. Yeah. He's the, the man scout. Not the boy scout. The man scout. Yes. I Sounds know. Sounds like he uh, is. very creepy. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, um, stay away from my kid. <laughs> Same for me. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh, what men are you scouting? That's what I want to know. Uh, and for not, what purpose? Yeah, right. Uh, there might not be anything wrong with that, but I don't know. I'm just saying. Look, look I'm just saying, okay? The great Eric Bischoff says context is king. Exactly. But anyway, uh, moving on here. Uh, let's go to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it just feels right. After it just said weirdos in Japan, <laughs> and then I do that. I'm getting canceled. Anyway. Well, it's called a transition. It's what pros do. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, hey, I think I'm, like, not to pat myself on the, you know, Barry Horowitz myself, but I think I'm getting pretty good at it. Either way. The That's why I said she disagreed. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, prom night flashback. Yeah. But, That's what happened. <laughs> hey, it's okay, though. I'm a show off. All right. Shut up. 
the main event at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Destruction in Kobe between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada was not the most surprising part of the show by far. Switchblade Jay White came out afterwards and hit the Blade Runner on Tanahashi, prompting Yoshihashi to run down and make the save. By the way, Yoshihashi face-planted on his way to the ring and cut his face up. <laughs> Lord, wait, oh like for real? Yes. He was at the bottom of the ramp and he tripped and, like, <laughs> face-planted. He's okay. So, God, dude. <laughs> that sucks. Either way, uh, Jay then made his way to the English commentary table, accosting Rocky Romero. Once back in the ring, he faced off against Okada and Gato until Gato took a chair to the back of his client. He then cut a promo in Japanese, running Okada down. And then, uh, just to make it extra clear to the international audience, exhorted us to breathe with the switchblade and promised a new era coming soon. Right. This was a pretty big deal at the time, if anybody watched New Japan. Ghetto had been with Okada through his, I think, his entire upward trajectory in New Japan. And he always cut the promos for him after the matches. And he would sit there in his, like, gravelly voice. And and, uh, the only thing I could understand would be when he would go, And then he would go back to saying words that I don't know. But yeah, and then he turned heel. Uh, he went heel. Came out, came out of a Japanese box. And then he went to the <laughs> Australian. Or is he Australian, or is he from, uh, or is New Zealand? New right? Zealand, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> They're gonna get mad at me. I'm gonna get canceled by everybody today. But I didn't say it. Yeah. But he went from the the uh, Japanese moneymaker to the uh, the New Zealander. And I think he, well, he officially joined Bullet Club after a while. I don't know who he's with anymore. Either way, like you I mean said. like right a, now? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of him. But. You don't know who Ghetto is? He was, uh, oh. he was always, he was always Okada's manager, like I said. And then he was with Switchblade forever. He's a short Japanese dude with a beard, usually bald, usually wore a bandana. But either way. Chris Jericho's return to New Japan is expected to come at November's Power Struggle show, where Evil will get an Intercontinental title shot. Opportunity. Yeah. God dang it, pal. Uh, yeah. This was when... This was obviously, like I said, before AEW, where Jericho was just shoving himself into every New Japan show whenever he could. Like, oh, I get a big payday. Like... At first, I was like, oh, cool. Jericho's going back to New Japan. After a while, it became very obvious that he realized he's not very good anymore. So every one of his matches had to have a stupid stipulation so they could use weapons and crap. And it just got... He's, uh, he's changed that up nowadays. He just whoops out the pain maker whenever he wants to. Yeah. Oh, yay, the pain maker. That's what we all want to see. He puts the makeup on your face, you get better, right? Oh, Yeah. He looks like he's a an angsty teenager having a fit. And he's like, oh, I'm going to put on my face paint before I go to Hot Topic. Uh, apparently, according to Jim Corner, he looks like when uh, Dusty Rose used to paint himself up with the Road Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just looks unnatural. And 
Yeah, it just looks like he he's gonna walk up to his teenage kids and be like, "How do you do, fellow kids? Let's uh, you, know, you don't mind if Dad tags along when we go to the mall, right? We'll we'll Holy hit up your crap. favorite store. We'll, we'll we'll hit up your favorite stores like Hot Topic and Spencer's." Is he carrying a skateboard? When he says this. <laughs> well, he's carrying he's carrying his baseball bat, you know, because you got to be cool and carry a baseball bat, just like Vince Russo, man. <laughs> Bro. Doesn't he call his bat Floyd or some crap? Yep. What is with him in naming crap? Like, I don't get it. Like, why Floyd? He's a wizard. Oh, yeah. He'll magically make me change the channel. Anyway. Uh, now on to your favorite team. Per the Wrestling Observer, the Young Bucks, the current IWGP Tag Team Champions, yeah. are not... <laughs> are not scheduled to appear at the upcoming New Japan Tag Team Title Tournament, or excuse me, Tag Team Tournament, although it is noted that they may appear on the final show. Yeah, they came and went a lot during this era. This was another thing during their transition. They said, because they were like million-time junior tag team champions, and then they finally said, well, we're done with that. We want to be in the heavyweight division. And they actually won the titles. I want to own our own company and tell a millionaire what to do. Exactly. While they look like, uh, uh, well, if Jericho's the weirdo going, like the the dad trying to hang out with his his hot topic kids, uh, I don't know what what could you describe the the Bucks as the entitled cousins. I I think well with the way they dress, it's like they were trying like they're straight, completely straight, but they're trying to fit in with all their gay friends, and they just go way overboard. <laughs> Like they're like, hey, you mean like when the white guy on the basketball court tries that hood? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like they look like the guys that show up and they're like, hey, and they show up at the bar and they're like, hey, everybody, happy pride! And they're like, what the hell are you wearing? Says the heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, speaking of the young bucks, along with Cody, they're apparently working on an all-in DVD. All-in. Fast forward Which, uh, right now, I don't, I don't think they own the footage still. They don't? I think New Japan owns it, if I remember correctly. God. I had always thought Ring of Honor owned it, because it was supposed to be like a Ring of Honor production. And New Maybe Japan was do. just oh. a part of it. Well, I mean, what you're saying tracks, because anything that New Japan has, like, any part of whatsoever, they will claim, like, copyright over it and not let anyone use that footage, ever. So do they own the rights to that Madison Square Garden show with Ring of Honor? They might. That's what, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, because it was like a combo show. Well, that's why that uh, the show they did with WCW in Korea is not on Peacock, because they, they won't let them use it. Well, you know, I mean, else watch that anyway, so. There's a lot of stuff on Peacock you could say that about, so that doesn't really hold any water. <laughs> Wouldn't the uh, North Korea show, like, take top honors there? Didn't, didn't what? The one North Korean uh, show take top honors on stuff you don't want to watch. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about like actual show quality, I can think of a way worse crap. But I don't know. It's I mean, it was historic for, you know, maybe not great reasons, but it's historic in one way, shape or form. I don't know, but I don't know why New Japan does that, because they don't own the footage, so they can't show it on New Japan World. But then they don't let anybody else use it and show it on their services. So 
dumb. It kind of smells like the Microsoft uh, Activision shit. <laughs> yeah, a bit. Uh, we did, if anybody wants to hear us talk about it, we did review All In years ago. All In 2018, by the way, not the most recent one in uh, Wembley. But we reviewed that one. We found the footage online somewhere, and uh, Greg had never seen it. I watched it. I think I watched it live. But it was a so-so show. Uh, nothing fantastic. But either way, last story I got here. Not much of a story, but kind of leading into the show. Per the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Jeff Cobb is expected to sign with Ring of Honor. And I th- My homie. think he did. <laughs> He's another one. How is he not in WWE or AEW right now? He can he gets brought in AEW every six months to lose someone. Yeah, I I only saw him that one time in AEW. Has he popped up multiple times? Oh yeah, quite a few. Oh, okay. I don't get and he's so damn good. And and he gets reactions usually. Like how how are you not pushing this guy to like the top of your damn card? Seems like a slam dunk. But yeah, like you said, no, got to bring him into job. Whatever, man. Either way, we're going to take our next break. On the other end of this, we're diving into the event at hand. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah We're the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way way back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. K-A-S-T hey, the ending. Hey, it's alright Good on you yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast Remember we don't spell it with a C We spell it with a K Slowly mate Take it easy Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks And we're back We're back we are on Ring of Honor. Death Before Dishonor at 16 took place September 28th, 2018. The venue was the Orleans Arena in Paradise, Nevada, a.k.a. Las Vegas. Uh, the attendance is 2,000. I don't know how big the Orleans Arena is. That's uh, it's not a huge it's crowd. Probably, it's probably a sellout. Yeah. And it, it didn't look like a very big venue, so that's probably correct. But either way, there's no buy rate info on this one, so I have no idea anything about that. Uh, you know, U- Uncle Dave didn't didn't uh, let me know personally. Also, <laughs> speaking of Uncle Dave, he didn't give star ratings to any of this, so it's just me and Greg doing the reviews of all this. Was it not in uh, Japan? That's why. Well, there's Japanese people on the show, so he should have that should have piqued his interest. 
Uh, either way, the show opens with Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman on commentary, telling us what's to come for the rest of the night. And up next, like uh, we just mentioned, Japanese people, it's Jushin Thunder Liger taking on Kenny King, just shy of 12 and a half minutes. So King works the back of Liger throughout the entire match until Liger actually collapses from the pain. There's a lot of stalling until King acts like he's just going to shake Liger's hand, turns it into a spine buster, and wins. I gave this three stars. What say you? I gave it three as well. Pretty good. My dude, my dude, is Jushin Thunder Liger a underrated wrestling whore? Very much so. He's been everywhere. <laughs> and did, uh, did you ever see that? I don't that think he's sp- ever been on AEW, has he? That one I don't remember. That would be the one he hasn't been on. Uh, quite possibly, yeah. Uh, well, did you ever see that video of him in some indie where he, like, puts his thumb up some guy's ass and, like, there's, like, this line of guys with thumbs up each other's asses and he's, like, mar- making them march around? Is Kenny Omega one of those? No. <laughs> there's a bunch of dudes who I, I couldn't oh, name I mean, a single Omega, one of them. Omega was in the one where everyone was grabbing each other's nuts. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. But it's like, really? Like, Jushin Thunder Liger is just like, dude, why? <sighs> Look, you either, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself do something stupid. All right? <laughs> That's all I got to say. But up next, SoCal Uncensored comes to the ring for the next match. Let's see you. Your favorite. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, Scorpio Sky tells Las Vegas, or, or says that Las Vegas is the worst town he's ever been in i believe he's been i believe he's been to pittsburgh so that's a lie all right and he was just in baltimore so that right there like you're lying anyway uh i'm just not endearing myself to anybody today no we get a video you're gonna get hardcore canceled (laughs) yep we now get a video of the Briscoe brothers in a dark barn with an hourglass saying that SCU's time is up. Mark ends the promo by shooting the hourglass with a rifle. And that takes us to this. It is the Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark Briscoe, defending the ROH World Tag Titles against the addiction of Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian with Scorpio Sky in their corner. This goes 17 minutes, 45 And if you listen seconds. to the commentary, they will tell you multiple times that the Briscoes have a game plan. Yeah. You catch that? Like 50 no. times. Yeah. Commentary wasn't fantastic. I'll say that. But yeah, it was kind of weird because SCU are the baby faces here and the Briscoes are the heels. Right. That's weird. The baby faces are telling us the town is the worst they've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, right. And the, and the crowd's cheering like, yay, we suck. For some reason, the Briscoes enter without any You think there are 2,000 uh, Ring of Water fans in Vegas? None of those fans live there, so they're probably rooting for that because that city <laughs> sucks. Yeah, right. Did, like, for some reason, the Briscoes came out without any music. Or maybe it got edited off? It was faint. Oh, okay. I couldn't hear anything. I turned. I was like, are they coming out to silence? It's weird. So, you're, so what you're telling me is their sound system sucks. Got it. No. He yeah. good production quality. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. But Kazarian gets a Uranagi on an open chair, and that lays him outside, out of the ring for quite a while. Briscoe's double-team Christopher Daniels in the ring. Daniels ends up eating a J-Driller outside of the ring, and then one inside the ring, 
And finally, Jay Briscoe gets the pin on him to retain their titles. I gave this trace stars. What say you? I gave it two. Uh, not a fan. It was okay. Kind of. Eh, I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, I don't know. I expected more. I don't know. It was just like there was a lot of shenanigans. I'll say that there were a couple of these matches where there were some shenanigans, and I'm like, was that really needed, necessary? But I don't know. But up next, it is Sumi Sakai defending the ROH Women of Honor title against Tennille Dashwood in about 12 and a half minutes. In the end, Sumi locks in a cross-arm breaker on Dashwood, and Tennille refuses to tap out. She eventually passes out, giving Sakai the win. Uh, I gave this about three stars. What say you? I gave it three. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was better than average. My one problem, not I feel like that was the longest tarantula we've ever seen. Yeah, right. It usually lasts like like five seconds. It lasts like a minute and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no bell called for. My thing with Sumi Sakai that I had a problem with, like, she's a great wrestler, you know, and all that, but Ring of Honor made her the 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 champion after, uh, like Oscar and uh, Shinsuke won. Uh, the ring of the the Royal Rumbles this year. Oscar was like had been champion in NXT for like ever, and then Ring of Honor is like, you know what? We have our own Japanese woman, and she's gonna win the title. Then she held that I, damn thing. I for, didn't like, catch that. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed cheap to me at the time. I was like, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it, but it just like uh, the timing's a little weird. It it it's a little sus, as the kids would say. Imagine how that goes. I have great news for you. You're Japanese, so you're winning tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's like when that's like uh, you see the memes where it's like, oh, I want Asuka. And your mom's like, we have Asuka at home. And then Asuka at home is Sumi Sakai. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. Going to get canceled for that now. People take it the wrong way. Anyway, I'm going to make a lot of people cry on this show, man. But up next, it is Punishment Martinez, which this is the peak of his career. He's it's all downhill from here. Never going anywhere. Hell no. He is he is defending the ROH World Television title against Chris Saban in eight minutes. Another one seconds. Probably not going to do much after this. He never did anything ever, Greg. I don't know what you're talking about. But in the end, Martinez hits that I caught about this match that I didn't know. Is that he calls his show slam south of heaven ring of honor too? I did not know that. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, Caprice did. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, it's a it's a cool name for it. But well, he had kind of like he wanted to make sure he killed this MFR man. He hits a standing burning hammer on Chris Saban, a curb stomp, and then south of hell for the win. Uh I expected more. I gave it two and a half. It was it was average. What say you? I gave it three. I was really into this. It was it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't. Uh, I just I don't know. Maybe I expected a little bit more. Maybe my expectations were just too high. I, I really don't know. Uh, but either way, uh, after the match, though, punishment sets a chair up in the corner and goes to curb stomp Chris Saban into it. But this is interrupted by Jeff Cobb coming to the ring. Martinez and Cobb stare each other down until Punishment goes to leave. 
then turns and hits Cobb in the back with a chair. He no-sells it, and then he hits a spinning side slam on Punishment before posing with a TV title and then leaving. Uh, I don't know what comes about of this. I, I don't remember if Jeff Cobb wins the title or not after this. It's been a while. He wins the title in the garden. I was there. Oh, he does? Is yeah. it from Punishment Martinez? No, it's from Will Ospreay. Ah, uh, okay. Well, up next is my what the F match of the night. Like, I don't know, man. I I wasn't feeling this on an ROH show. It is Bully Ray and Silas Young versus Colt Cabana and Flip Gordon in a tag team in a tag team elimination tables match. Uh, this goes a little over 13 and a half minutes. Real quick, do you know what the hell happened to Flip Gordon? I think he was he's like, still wrestling. Well, he was like the hot indie guy for a while. He had the whole book flip thing going. Yeah, for me, it started here in San Francisco. He was doing the whole book, book flip thing here. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Last I see, see, last thing he did that I'm seeing any notes for is like back in 2018, uh, maybe 2019. That was it. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Lopez previously served six years as a member of the Nat- Army National Guard, working as a combat engineer and specialized uh, specialization in explosives training. Hot damn. Uh, after completing his el- enlistment, Lopez was honorably discharged on May 1st, 2018. Wow. So literally earlier this year. That's nuts. Yeah, I don't see anything about him after 2018. Like he just freaking disappeared, man. Oh, I'm sorry. He was in Ring of Honor until 2021. I don't know what happened after that. Damn. This looks anybody... like somebody AEW would have hired. I know. I, like, I was really shocked. I'm like, what the F happened, man? What happened, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What happened, you guys? <laughs> uh, but Flip actually enters through the crowd to jumpstart this one. Jumpstart! Uh, at one point, Bully threatens to lambaste Colt with a chair, and his friend Ian Riccoboni... Uh, runs to the ring to stop him. Flip dives oh, on Bully. Right now I'm scared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, if you're not afraid of Colt Cabana, we have Ian Riccoboni for you. That'll back your ass down. You guys I'm most afraid of in this world are uh, Ian Riccoboni and Doug Dillinger. Well, yeah, because as we know, nobody f***s with Doug Dillinger. It's <laughs> been well established on the show. Flip dives out on Bully Ray, and then Riccoboni hands Colt a steel chair to power and uh, to take Bully out with. Eventually, Bully Ray fights back and power bombs Colt through a table to eliminate him. Silas accidentally hits Bully Ray in the ring, no, not in the face, in the ring. Uh, later, Bully hits Silas to uh, stop him from going through a table to basically stop his momentum. This starts a fight between them. Eventually, Bully charges at Flip in the corner. Flip dodges, and Bully goes through the setup table. That should not have been an elimination, but commentary is acting like it was. Uh, the ref then b- gets bumped right before Flip hits a 450 onto Silas to put him through a table, so the ref doesn't see any of it. Bully gets up and moves Silas, and then throws Flip on top of the broken table, so that when the referee wakes up, he declares Silas Young the winner. I gave this two and a half stars. Not a huge fan. What say you? I gave it two. Kind of dragged. Yeah. I don't know. Tag team elimination uh, or 
table elimination, what the F ever. I don't know. I was not a big fan of this. I don't really like a lot of Bully Ray stuff. I don't know. Oddly enough, we've covered a lot of his stuff this month. I know. But after the match, Bully Ray beats on Flip Gordon with his chain and with pieces of the broken table. We then see it just freaking happens. Nobody stops it, by the way. We now see footage from from the back where Tennille Dashwood is sitting against some some uh, boxes holding onto her shoulder. Uh, Apparently she was attacked. So I don't know. Her shoulders taped up, by the way, and that's I guess that's why she tapped out for or uh, passed out from the pain. I I don't freaking know. I don't know where this goes, everybody. Yeah, she'd so. make me pass out too. Yeah, uh, we're now shown a guy sweeping the ring mat before the next match because we needed to see that. Where's the cleaner Kenny Omega when we need him? He would have came uh, out there and swept sweeped it. He's out being God somewhere. Well, he he could have pulled double duty. He goes out, he sweeps the ring, and he wrestles. So, there you <laughs> go. But up next is probably my least favorite match of the entire night. It is a 10-man tag match of the Bullet Club, <sighs> which yeah. is Cody, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson with Brandy. Got to get Brandy Rhodes in there. Uh, versus Chaos, which is made up of Kazuchika Okada, Beretta, Chucky T, Rocky Romero, and Tomohiro Ishii. <sighs> this goes 21 Ishii. and a half minutes. And the pudding game. <laughs> yeah, right. So we've got Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and the others. Anyway. Everybody likes a baked potato, am I right? <laughs> that is a stone pit bull. You watch your mouth. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have no idea what the F a stone pit bull is, but there we are. Spoiler, by the way, Okada is incredibly over. Like, the babies fly yeah, in the air. <laughs> as soon as you hear that coin drop, the babies go flying in the air. He's unfortunately going through his weird red hair balloon carrying phase, though, where he's like, he lost his mind or whatever because Gato left him. Yeah, this is weird. But the show is another reminder that Marty Skrull was incredibly over, and he ruined it all by being a huge creep. Or, well, I guess little creep, because yeah, you know what? I'm him, a but... creep. I'm, I don't do that stuff, but I'm the good yeah, kind of creep. I keep it legal. <laughs> you're not one of them justifying, uh, well, look, I'm in my, like, 30s, but sure, I was, like, uh, doing it with a 16-year-old, because, you know, that's legal in the UK. Like, okay, so it's legal, but gross <laughs> like good god it, there was like during that time we just found out damn near everybody in the British wrestling scene was just a huge perv or an a-hole or a combo it sucked man it seemed like three or four of them every week and I like too yeah I thought I, I mean I, I there was a past tense in there like to... yeah I mean I thought some of the stuff he did was kind of goofy and he was like over the top with some of the stuff where it's like, all right, bring it back a bit. But he was over. He was a decent wrestler. I, I, I thought he was. I, I like the gimmick. I'll say that. But, yep, he uh, ruined it all. You know he'd be in AEW right now if not for all that. But either way, uh, this oh, was Tony clear- Khan does have a line. That's good to know, and not of the coke that he snorts. Allegedly. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, he won't hire pervs, and he well, he fired Danny Havoc after all that. So was it Danny Havoc? Was that his name, or how was that? No, um, you know, Jimmy. Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy F and Havoc. Yeah, that guy. Anyway, this was clearly after All In because Cody's the NWA champion, and for some reason has brown hair. But Nick Aldis he joins. Did that a Com- lot, you know. It's not even AEW too. I want to say this was because he was filming something for Arrow, but I could be wrong. Uh, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that was going to be on Raw Monday night. Showing you how far in the can we are. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, Stephen Amell is going to be on Raw? Yep. Well, Tony Hell Khan's going to turn on him like he turned on uh, Hillary Hawani. <laughs> I, I'm surprised he didn't talk crap about the negative one after he appeared in <laughs> WWE. No, he was just on, on Dynamite a few weeks back. That's crazy. I'm surprised he wasn't oh, like see, that little... <laughs> see, on WrestleMania, he had no mask on. On Dynamite, he only wears a mask, so plausible <laughs> yeah. ability. Yeah, that makes it better. Yeah, you've never seen Brody Jr. and Negative uh, and, and One in the same place at the same time, all right? Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he... he uh, can you imagine? He, he gets on Twitter, snorts a bunch of coke... Allegedly, and he's just like that little bastard. I gave him everything. I signed him to a contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but Nick Aldis joins commentary for this match. He's the former NWA champion, about to be the future NWA champion. Whenever I see but, Nick Aldis, all I think is, man, he's the luckiest bastard on planet Earth. Yeah. So is Mickey. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> This match can be summed up in two phrases: flippy shit and cluster. Yeah, well, look who's in it. Right, you got ten guys, and yeah, poor at least... Chuck Taylor having to carry all of this. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet his back was just killing him. <laughs> Maybe I used that uh, popped can of biscuit dough line a little early. <laughs> yeah. Old Chucky Muffin think, Top. I don't think there is a one person on this planet who ever sees him like, oh, I gotta watch this match. Besides his mother. <laughs> I don't even Maybe know about Trent's his mother. Mom, but I think she likes all the pudding gang, but that's it. Yeah, she's like, uh, hey, move out of the way so I can see your hot friend. <laughs> anyway, uh, in the end. I hate on him, so I started watching him. Like, yeah, he really offers nothing. Like, why are you here? I, I think, like, not to be like, well, I did it before it was cool. But, dude, I swear to God, the first time I saw this fool. Like back in the mid two thousands, like on on YouTube and stuff, I was like, "He's a dork." He looked like at the time he looked like uh, was it John Heater, the guy who plays Napoleon Dynamite? Oh God, yeah. yeah he looked like John Heater. <laughs> He's got that stupid dead face, just like him too. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at the time they had the same haircut, so uh-huh. like they both had like the kind of Justin Bieber style like haircut, and he. So he do I want your face haircut? Yeah, so he looked like John Heater. He had about the same body as John Heater, too. He called himself Chuck Taylor, which when I hear that, I just think of, like, you know, Converse shoes. And I'm like, I think he actually used that logo on his stuff, too. And I'm like, Muffin Top. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who is this fool? And I saw him doing, like, stupid comedy spots at every damn show. And I'm like, why do people like him? He's lame. And uh, here we go. He's. You know, doing his thing. He finally made it out in the main stage, man. You hold out hope. But anyway, in the end, 
Party Skrull turns a vertical suplex into a sit-out, grapevine, cross-faced chicken wing. And yeah, that's a, that's a move. <laughs> right. Uh, Bob Backlund would be proud, man. And he makes a Rocky Romero tap out. Now, I never saw Romero tap out. Did he pass out? I don't. Maybe he did, but I didn't see him tap. But... Maybe he verbally submitted. I don't know. But either oh, way. I, I kind of mentally submitted after this match. Yeah. Well, I gave this dose stars below average. Let's say you. Uh, I, I gave it one, but maybe two. Maybe I'll bump it up to two. Yeah, it was below average, it just, but it wasn't happening for me, though. I don't I'll say this. I don't think it completely sucked, but it wasn't good. Like that's there is a difference. Why I, that's basically why it was kind of like on the fence with my rating. Right. Oh, man. Well, that does it. Either way, we got one more that match to go. Quit. <laughs> yeah, we're throwing in the towel. F it. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Either way, uh, we're, uh, well, actually, I got a sound clip for that last match. Uh, not good. Believe me, not good. <laughs> but we got one more match to go. We're about ready to throw our hands up. I'm pissed now! And... <laughs> <laughs> on the other end of this, <laughs> I'm getting them all in. We got our main event right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah? Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's the main event. Shane Weefel defends the ROH World's Heavyweight title against Will Ospreay. This goes 22 minutes, 45 seconds. So the mid-match, you chop me, I chop you spot was effing stupid, but... Luckily, it didn't last very long. What are you uh, talking about? Still happens to this day. Yeah, I freaking hate that crap. That and the what's even dumber than that is the I will sit on the mat and let you kick me as hard as you can, and then we'll switch spots. <laughs> like what? Yep. I but, agree. That's more dumb because at least the chopping, you know, like just showing how much of a man you are. Yeah. Right. Still but, stupid though. But- well, the kicking stuff, like, what the, why? Why is this, the chopping and the stoop and the kicking, it's like, it's all dumb. Like, why are you, 
if you're going to sit there, I don't care if you're like, well, I'm manly, so I can take, I don't give a damn. You're sitting there and, and letting the other dude wail on you, which means you're dumb. Some people pay good money for that. <laughs> wow. Uh, but outside the ring at one point, Lethal accidentally super kicks ring announcer Bobby Cruz, much to the delight of the crowd. Uh, which sends Wait, what the hell did Bobby Cruz do to that crowd? Dude, I don't. Every time he gets hit, the crowd like loses it. Like, <laughs> apparently, people hate that guy. Like, legitimately, I don't know what the hell he did or said, but so people don't like it's him. now dawning on me that when he debuted in uh, AEW and they were doing Ring, Ring of Honor stuff on there, Jericho twice tried to beat him up. It wasn't successful, but <laughs> that's just a thing. Dude, whenever Minoru Suzuki was in Ring of Honor. Uh, he'd get like halfway through the announcement and Suzuki would run up and like kick him in the gut and like sock him in the face and the crowd would just lose their shit. There are some weird things in Ring of Honor that I don't get like that. And do you remember there for like, I don't know, there, this went on for a few years. That referee Todd Sinclair, every time any, like anything would happen to him, the crowd would be like, yeah, Todd got hit. Oh, uh, we have a mutual friend who hates his guts, so I don't, I don't get it either, but. Does he like, I'm not saying I like him. him. I'm just saying, like, what did he do? What? I don't know, dude. I would join in on the fun because, like, if I was at like at a live show, like, it would just be a thing. Like, uh, when like tag tag matches would break down, <laughs> I would laugh my ass off because people in the crowd are just like cat calling the whole time. They're like, <laughs> "Get control of this, Todd. It's pure anarchy, Todd. Do your job." I just freaking love that. And the uh, and I specifically remember there was one where he had to be handcuffed to Truth Martini. And he got knocked out, and the crowd just he had just, to read like that stupid book, probably right. Yeah, he had. He was handcuffed to Truth Martini, and when he got knocked out, dude, the the roof just blew off the building. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell did Todd Sinclair do to any of you? He doesn't wash his hands after pissing. Anyway, he sweats too much. <laughs> well, look at him. Of course he does. Either way, <laughs> I'm gonna get hate for that one. He he's one of them guys buying the that's mad that they don't have five uh, X shirts. <laughs> oh man, I, no. uh, I kid. By the way, he's not that damn big. I'm just joking. It actually comes from a discussion we had on Twitter, or I had on Twitter. Right. <laughs> I, was insulting, the, I was insulting AEW. Some guy chimed in. I looked at his feed. First thing I saw was, "Oh, screw pro wrestling tees. They don't offer this shirt in five X." I'm like. <laughs> Like, every uh, stereotype ever, dude. I'm good. Bye. His profile picture is of Brennan Frazier as the whale. Yeah, I know. But Lethal accidentally super kicks uh, Bobby Cruz, which causes the ROH title to go flying into Osprey's hands. A ladder gets pulled out at one point, and Lethal gets powerbombed into it. So, you know, gotta have weapons, man. Why? Don't know. But Osprey teases using the title at one point. Lethal cowers, and Osprey uses this to hit an os cutter followed by some kicks for a near fall. Later on, they go onto the top rope. Osprey goes for a Hurricane Rana, but Lethal turns that into a sit-out powerbomb. He hits the Lethal Injection and wins to retain his title. I gave this three and a half stars. I don't know. It just didn't click that hard for me. What about you? I gave it three. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, like, amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel like know. this fits with what you just said about the, about the weapons. Here we go. And they were on the floor, and they had kendo sticks, and the crowd chanted, we want tables, because the furniture is more over than the talent. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't totally disagree with that one here. Yeah, why, 
just why, man? I, I don't know. I see the I only gave it three and a half stars, which is a good rating. It was a good match. But I saw Jay Lethal and Will Ospreay. I expected at least a four star match. But I don't know. It just didn't click. But something else, it didn't click. I After watched this match. match, though. I'm like, where is this lethal? Why don't we get to see this lethal on TV nowadays? No, he's got to be with Zippy the Pinhead. And Jeff Jarrett, noise and comedy things. Yeah. Because when I think over in 2023, I think teaming with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> uh, or, well, I, I guess I set it up. Never drew a dime. That was, oh, that was actually, well, that's one of the most famous ones. He broke a thousand guitars, never drew a dime. Yep. But after the match, speaking of never drawing a dime, Osprey and Lethal shake hands before getting jumped by TK Orion and Vinny Marseglia of the Kingdom. <laughs> when they talk about the pump is more over than you. You got problems, dude. Yeah, right. Well, Jonathan Gresham runs out now to help Lethal, but the kingdom lays him out. Lethal fights back now, only to be smacked in the face with something in, in the, the bag. <laughs> with something in a bag. Uh, well, I guess just so we can get it in one more time. In the face! In the face! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, somebody in a hoodie runs out, hits him in the face with something in a black bag. Who who it's am that mass fan? It's Steve Blackman. Yeah, right. Bring the, the black pulled, back. The man pulls off the hood to reveal that no, it it, it couldn't be. It, it's Matt Taven. No, never would have seen okay, that so that's coming. Like the most obvious one ever. That's why I didn't think it was going to be him. But <laughs> well, it's him, and he's got a mohawk now because that's over in 2018. <sighs> Good God. Mm. I'm sorry, when I, when I see a mohawk, I either think you're mad at your parents or it's a midlife crisis. Or you're a rock band. A garage rock band. Yeah, that too. But he pulls the object out of the bag and it turns out to be the ROH title, but with a purple strap. Oh, man. <laughs> it's on now. Taven then declares himself <laughs> the real Ring of Honor champion as the show comes to a close. Oh, Pete's sakes, that would come to fruition in a couple of months. Yeah, I remember. What the hell was the faction that Lethal led? Do you remember? That was uh, House of Truth, wasn't it? No, this was after House of Truth. It was it was him, Gresham, uh, Tanil Dashwood. Oh, God, I, I don't even remember. It was like basically like a an ROH versus it, it was ROH versus uh, the kingdom. But I don't remember what the hell somebody out there. Let me know. He was well, some, actually. Yeah, I, I can't remember the damn name of it. Uh, either well, way, but aficionado to be fair. I, I know I know a bit here and there. I just forget the freaking name of it. Ah, whatever. But either way, uh, they destroy that title with uh, with an axe, I believe. So, go well, back to Mister Perfect. Yeah, it got the treatment it deserved. You get what you deserve. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of the show on the other level. 
Almost. Yeah. At the end of this show, not the end of the podcast. On the other end of the podcast, we got one more segment. We'll go through the final ratings and tell you what's coming up in the future of the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back we're back final ratings time here cagematch.net gives us 7.05 out of 10 uh, i give it a, an 8 out of 10 for like a b minus what say you c plus it wasn't bad i enjoyed it it wasn't a hard watch, I'll say that. Most of the matches hard. were most of the matches were pretty damn good, I think. Uh yeah, it was it was fine. But I don't know. Uh I maybe I expected too much going into this. I don't know. But I'm not expecting too much out of, so I'll probably like it because you said it's actually better than I'd expect. Our next show, September twenty seventh. We're bringing you to wrap up the month of September. It's WCW Fall Brawl 2000. With no war games. Yes. No, we're we're wrapping up the show. But with, there is a cage match on there. Right. It's Kevin Nash so, and is it Booker T? And yeah. Cage T? No, okay. it's GI Bro and Diesel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's Cole. Or maybe he was Kane. I don't freaking know. <laughs> One of them. But versus Oz, <laughs> but and you made it worse. Okay, exactly. But that's on September twenty seventh, wrapping up the month. Give you a little teaser, just 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 a little teaser, a little taste of uh, what's coming up for you next month, though in October. It's Halloween Havoc and Bound for Glory month. Yeah, Rocktober. We're uh, we're trying to spread the love around. I didn't realize I booked WCW in back to back weeks, but uh, I don't know. Either way. October 4th. October's never been a WWE month, to be fair. No, not really. That's why I'm trying to... 
I'm getting uh, kind of spreading the love around this month, getting a little bit of everything in there. Because on October 4th, it's WCW Halloween Havoc 1990. Uh, I have not yeah, watched that one. That one. I forget what the main event was for that one. Do you remember off the top of your head? The Sting and Sid? Yeah, okay. That is correct. <laughs> You're not yeah. folks got a thing for that. Exactly. Uh, but that is coming up first of the month with uh, uh, on October 4th. And then October 11th, we're bringing you WWF Bad Blood in your house. That is might be the first time or one of the first times, at least, they flipped around the in your house and the name of the show. And that took place. Uh, in it might have been the one before with Ground Zero. Yeah, maybe. It was, is that one in the archives? Let's say yes. I feel like we did Ground Zero. Let's see. WWF Ground or In Your House. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we did. Okay. In Your House 17, Ground Zero. Uh, now in the archives. Go check that out. <clears throat> We've done quite a few In Your House shows, man. But yeah, it's Bad Blood In Your House. Obviously, this one is known for the very first Hell in a Cell, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Lots of blood. Uh, not bad. It's not a bad show. And oh, and the debut of Kane, obviously. So, uh, October 18th, bringing you Bound for Glory, TNA Bound for Glory 2013. This one was a show, man. Uh, Do you to... know who I am? Oh, God. Senior, of... our tribute to Bully Ray in the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the main event is Bully Ray defending the TNA world title against AJ Styles. Magnus takes on Sting. Uh, Bobby Roode takes on Kurt Angle. We've got Gail Kim, ODB, and Brooke, who is Brooke Tessmacher, whatever, Brooke Adams. It's It seems like a halfway decent card. I haven't watched it yet. Chris Saban. I either, but I feel like I remember it being okay. Yeah, Manic puts the X Division title on the line in Ultimate X uh, against Chris Sabin, Austin Aries, Jeff Hardy, and Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, there, and there's more on the card. It looks it looks decent. Mount, uh, TNA in 2013 was okay. So I don't know, but then there is Ring of Honor's Undeniable 2007. That is the bonus show for October. Going back kind of a long ways in Ring of Honor, but. It's Takeshi Morishima and Nigel McGuinness going for the Ring of Honor world title against each other. And I believe this is the beginning of Nigel's big-ass reign as as the champion. But it, it looked like a good card, so I'm looking forward to watching that. But we're wrapping up the month, October 25th, right before Halloween. We're bringing you our second and final Halloween Havoc of the year. And this is a scary one. And it's one, a great one. Oh, yeah. This one will scare the crap out of you. The main event itself is great. <laughs> Nobody got to see it until the next night, but it was great. Uh, <laughs> but it was DDP and Goldberg. And the match before that, though, goes down in history as just historically bad for many reasons. It was Hollywood Hogan versus The Warrior. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a thing. Yeah. But anyway, that does it for us today, Greg. Uh, thank you for joining me. 
Yeah, yeah. We will see you all this next Wednesday on the 27th to wrap up September with WCW Fall Brawl 2000. Uh,